0: Welcome to Your Birth Partners. We're here to break down barriers and cultivate community as we discuss issues that impact pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. We welcome you no matter what your background is and are so excited to learn together. So today we're taking a moment to reflect on where we have come from in the last year. It was about a year ago that I first started talking to a few friends and colleagues about the idea of this podcast and what we wanted, to, we wanted to discuss what we hoped to bring to the birth world through these conversations. And so as I've been reflecting over everything that's happened in the past year, one of the things that I wanted to focus in a little bit more is the motto that we had chosen for our organization. And so our, our kind of motto or tagline is birth spelled out. So it's be inspired, respected, trusted, heard. These are the values and that we hope everyone is bringing into birth. These are the way we want people to feel as they're giving birth to their babies. These are the things we hope birth professionals are embodying. So I wanted to take this opportunity to talk through a little bit of that and see see how we're feeling, see how we're actualizing these in our practice. So I am excited to welcome you into this conversation with Pansay Tayo and Angela Mike. So let's just dig right in and, you know, talk about what what this has been like, how you've been reflecting on this time, this experience of living through pandemic, how that is shaping and changing your practice and kind of where where we're going from here. I
1: definitely you know, feel that as you know, not so good things have happened with this pandemic, one thing that it has brought um, for me and that I see for quite a few people, right? It, it gave us the permission that we've been all waiting for to just be. Yes. You know, I think we've all was like silently praying. Like when, when can we stop? When can yeah. I pause? When can somebody say, okay, you can just... Just just don't get up for a couple of days. You don't have to go to work. You don't, you know? Yes. So it's like a a, a collective, ah, uh, wow. And yes. I don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> that is what yeah. I'm manifesting, that this, how we're living now, this is how I want to continue for the children to live. And this is how I am keeping it moving forward, right? Because this is living. Now and I feel like I'm living. Yes.
2: I mean, I think yes. that, It's so crazy. I was so happy when they said, okay, we are no longer seeing patients in the clinic. We're going to work from home. I was like, what? Oh my God. To not have to get up and hustle and bustle all day and take the commute and Try to figure out how in the world am I gonna get out of here on time so I can be across town to pick up my kids and Yes. Mm. All the things. Yeah. So happy to just
0: pause. Yes. You know, I think it's mm-hmm. it's funny too, like how much of this, this feeling we all have, this constant push and push and push, how that flows into how we treat births you know, because oh, we do, yeah. we have that. It's constant. Everyone's got something else to do and people, you've got, you've got mm-hmm. other patients to see, you've got other right. clients to get to. And so you're looking for things. And, you know, as you know, we were talking about earlier, like I wanted to dig into kind of our, you know, our, our motto, our slogan, you know, for our organization, like that first, mm-hmm. you know, it's be inspired, respected, trusted, heard. And that mm-hmm. first one is be like, Mm. when do how and when are we allowed Mm -hmm. to just exist just be? and so much in birth obviously especially in like (laughs) the medical industrial complex Mm -hmm. it's a factory we got people in we got people out and that mentality has completely dictated the way we've you know yes how we care for people Particularly yeah. in the hospital. And right. I think it bleeds out then into community work too, sometimes though, where mm-hmm. because of the pace, because you've got so much to do, because you've got to make that money, mm-hmm. you're operating in this different realm that doesn't respect. Yes. Just, yes. just being. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know if you all, when we all are feeling this way, this just this mm-hmm. push and you have to do something else, like what are the ways that you've done it? Because I, I know from from attending birth with you, from talking to you about birth, like you are able to bring a different – you're able to hold space for birth to be. So like Mm -hmm. what are the ways you feel like you've been able to do that? Because I think it is an intentional process. Mm -hmm. And I know, Mm -hmm. you know, Angela, you've Mm -hmm. touched on that. Sometimes like it's not just that (laughs) – some people certainly are very ethereal and they just exist here all the time and they're just on that vibe Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful too. But for a lot of us, we have to like (sighs) – Yes. Consciously step into that. Mm -hmm. So can you speak to some of the ways that you've been able to to do that and bring that into your practice when the world does not (laughs) work that way?
2: For me, birth is the space that I protect. Honestly, it it's kind of evolved into this natural process for me because I've worked in birth for so long that I truly just trust the process. I trust a woman's body. I trust that our higher power has perfectly designed her body to carry, grow, birth, and nurse and grow a baby outside of her body. And so when I'm in those spaces, um, I always think about this midwife that was one of our instructors at Frontier. And she always said, be the knitting midwife. And we were all like, what? She was like, when you're knitting, you are still. When you are knitting, you are quiet. And when you are need- knitting, you are not touching other things. It's like, be the knitting midwife. Sit in the corner, be silent, and Watch. Mm-hmm. Watch. And it doesn't always require you doing something. Um, she was like, your job is to watch and intervene when necessary. And I would always, like, I took that to heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Every
2: part of my training, yes. I took to heart. I'm like, this is the evidence. This is what they're saying. This, is, this makes sense. I am going to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And that is what I was doing. I would just pause in the in the birth and i would keep my hands completely off and i just allow things to happen spontaneously and only touch if i needed to only did things if i needed to and it would re- create this peace in the space yes i remember you know I, I recall working so hard on doing that creating this peace in the space for birth and I certainly was not creating that piece for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so a part of what I programmed myself to do in birth, I've, I've been working on doing that mm-hmm. for myself, creating that piece, creating that space, creating boundaries, saying no, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. feeling like I need to explain
0: why I'm mm-hmm. saying no.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: And Pansay, so, you mm-hmm. know, as a doula, obviously for many people, that role is, is hands-on. You know, a lot of people want a doula to be actively with them and, you know, providing some physical comfort measures or being there. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you're able to both do that when that's wanted, obviously, right. and desired, sure. but not oh, yeah. feel that mm-hmm. pressure that like, it's on you to make birth okay. happen? you know, that like, that you have to be the one to, to fix it or to, right. you know, to get it to that next step instead of just letting oh it God, be. Yes, so that is be. so yes. perfectly yes. said, to yes. make birth happen. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but I think, I think that, um, when I think about, you know, training, um, doula trainings, that quite a bit of it is focused on just doing, right? That the doula should be doing. And, um, mm-hmm. I think I learned otherwise having, you know, attended um multitude of home births, right? That's that, that's the eye opener for us. Yes. That really holding space does not necessarily mean touching. Yes. And ha- after experiencing that, it changed how I attended women and doula women in the hospital yes. setting um, twofold because I no longer rush to get to the hospital. So, okay, let's, let's, let's labor at home Mm -hmm. and really, um, guiding and teaching the couple that I'm just there to hold space. You have everything right here, especially, you know, we've done childbirth education, you're educated, which takes the fear and the Mm -hmm. angst. Out of them, right? Because they, mm-hmm. they they know what the body is doing. So no, no need to be anxious. And I'm I'm here to watch and just yes. hold space for you and to guide you if needed. Once we need to move to the hospital setting, you know, that was a question in my mind for years. How, how can I change how how birth is just I, you know, happening in the hospital? You know, the nurses come in, everybody's just you know, Mm -hmm. hustling and bustling. And here it is. I know that we need peaceful, sacred space, Mm -hmm. right? So I figured, okay, I need to show them that we're different. That yes, it's a lot of pregnant women on this floor, but this room is different. Mm. So I started creating signs um, in very bright um, colors that I put on the hospital door that says, this is the sacred birth of such and such beautiful parents to be in the names. And this Mm -hmm. is, this is, I am the doula beyond these doors, you will witness, um, you know, holistic modalities, aromatherapy. You know, we ask that you respect the sacred space. Use, you know, use low tone voices and went on, on norm. Right. And it worked, right. I I could always hit a hospital door um, or hit a room to the door open, but it's slow. It's like, what is this? And I can feel them like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And by the time they read it and then open and see that I've created space. I've covered the furniture furniture, and, you know, tapestries and there's lights and, um, you know, goddess figures and, you know, all this beautiful, serene um, atmosphere. It usually just brings them down like, okay, this is different. We've never witnessed this before. Mm. So that to get the staff on the same page that, we need peace in here. We need to provide stillness for her body to do. Majority of the time, you know, the nurses and everybody aligns. Sometimes I get, you know, well, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, and have somebody's, you know, energy coming against what we are, you know, trying to create. Um, but because, because the world is, you know, for the most part telling our clients, to just go and have this baby. Nobody is saying it's sacred. Nobody mm-hmm. is, is, is focusing wow. that the environment should be as such that your body is relaxed and open and, and that it, it can do it. Mm-hmm. That taking drastic measures to ensure that my client has as much of that as possible but has has probably been the driving force of <laughs> sacred butterfly birds, mm-hmm. right? um because it's so connected if she does not have that then the body is closed and the body is afraid and doesn't want to open and then we have interventions and all these you know things um so it's it's very big with within my work for me to hold the space to make sure I'm not bringing baggage from home mm. right i teach yes. the mentees that um, you know, weeks leading up to the birth is 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 time for you to start. If it's meditating more, just slowing your pace your pace down, releasing mm-hmm. some things, ensure that, that daycare is set up properly. So mm-hmm. you know, once once yes. you leave, you're not you're not worried and calling and yes, you know, our you know our, our moms are very much connected to energy. Mm-hmm. You know, during pregnancy. So if you're bringing all yes. that, you're mad with husband and you're fussing. When you touch her, she's going to feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So the importance of knowing how your you know that your energy is aligned, so yeah. that when you touch her, she feels peace, she feels safety, she feels serenity, and she feels a mothering. It's it's crucial. It's crucial.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point birth. for you know for us hospital you know providers and when we're going you know in and out of these rooms and the the advantage to working you know in those spaces that you have a lot of exposure to birth. Right. There's a lot of people coming in and that is can be beautiful and helpful and invigorating, but it is also a job. Right. And so people and we've all done it like, you know, we you can lose sight of it's not my birthing day. I'm not about to have my baby. So you are you're thinking about the stuff going on at home. Yes. Thinking about how you had to pick up extra hours. To get overtime, yes. so you have enough money mm-hmm. for whatever, because it's it is still work, sacred yes. work, but it's work. And so mm-hmm. I do think that ability to like oof again, just keep yes. taking those pauses, taking that exhale when mm-hmm. you leave whatever you were talking about outside the room, your concerns, your phone, whatever yes. it is, and then be able to kind of take that moment like that is such a that's a beautiful practice to be able to keep building mm-hmm. on and really mm-hmm. kind of not that we need to compartmentalize too much, but being able to step into that space with that that energy that is protective for birth yes. and also allowing yes. it to be despite a timeline we've right predetermined, yeah. you know, that right. we thought would yeah. work. <laughs> Cause I have another yeah. patient coming in and I need to take care of them. So it'd actually be really great if you could deliver like yeah. now. Yeah. You know, instead of having yeah. <laughs> that thing of like, oh right, we're not yeah. delivering. Pizzas. Nope. They don't have nope. to come no. right now. Instead, no. oh cool. I have not like so I'm gonna have to figure that out because that's my deal, because mm-hmm. it's my yes. job. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see when your body and yes. your baby decides to be born. Like yes. it's a big yes. shift. And I, I think that you know, that other piece of it that you know, birth can be so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And and we have all ridden that birth high, right? Where you've just been a part yes. of just this completely beautiful moment. How do we keep our expectations for birth and for what mm-hmm. we're hoping it to be and kind of also not let it get, I guess, too much? I think I had the opportunity to do a doula training um, over this summer, which has been really great and mm-hmm. wonderful. And I've definitely like learned a lot through that. And One of the things we talked about was, you know, with so many people offering um, virtual services, because that's, you know, what's been happening Mm -hmm. and a lot of doula Mm -hmm. work and connecting like, you know, a lot of us as birth pros, like there is something about physically being in the room, kind Mm -hmm. of like soaking up Mm -hmm. some of that Mm -hmm. energy that we Mm -hmm. all love so much, right? Mm -hmm. And that then so it's been hard and difficult for people to not be there experiencing yes. all of that but also that, that this opportunity to really like check into what the client needs what support yes. do they need how do you still mm-hmm. hold space when it isn't that that physicality piece of it mm-hmm. and how do we kind of temper our expectations because I think I have totally caught myself before realizing like oh I care more about this than the person who's actually birthing doesn't it right now whatever it is <laughs> like mm-hmm. this position mm-hmm. that you know whatever and And realizing that you really want that power to completely rest, you know, with that Mm -hmm. birthing Mm -hmm. person. You want them to have (laughs) that inspiration coming. Yes. You know, it's for them. It's for what makes them feel good and not Mm -hmm. what would make you feel good. Not what would allow you to redo (laughs) your own birth or to, again, to fix what happened wrong in that last birth. It could have made the difference. Like there's there's this constant, I don't know, push and pull on us. Mm -hmm.
2: It is so important, I think, to be able to create those those balances, not only you know inside of the birth space, but in our work environments, mm-hmm. um, in our personal lives as well. And it takes a uh, you know an awful lot of humility and, unfortunately, just growth and time. You know, yeah. aging because we become wiser as yes. we age and we yes. are less selfish and realize that. It is not about us at all. Nothing that we do to serve people is about us. Um, and um, I think that's where our power to be able to humbly step back and do that comes from time, wisdom, growth, and not being selfish. Not being selfish in that space, especially. Yes. Which which unfortunately, sometimes it, it makes room for us to not care for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. finding that balance, um, I think, can be challenging, mm-hmm. can be really challenging. Mm-hmm.
1: Thinking about this, again, takes me back to training. <clears throat> and I think some of us leave doula training with just wanting to fix it, just wanting to fix birth, yeah. right? I'm fixed. The yeah. no C sections, no, you know, no C sections, no. Pitocin, but that's why some, we all go into it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but if if we don't find a way to bring change, right? I mean, we can't go in and just say, okay, you're not getting an epidural today. That's not going to work, right? right? How can we put forth effort? that will hopefully shift and make the change. Because just, mm-hmm. just thinking that, that we can change it, it leaves us depressed and sad when we go and our client has a C-section. We, we feel like we failed, mm. so, right? I've, I've been there. And it's like, oh, wow, I failed, okay? So what is it that we can do that, that helps change to come? And I, I feel like that's the education peace, doing everything within your power? Did you do everything within your power to help this client or guide this client to make decisions for themselves, you know? And when I was able to answer that, yes, that I have done everything, then when the outcome wasn't what I would have hoped, I had peace with the outcome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's, 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 mm-hmm. that's what I feel you know, with that, where I'm not, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm I'm just coming to bring education and to guide you, you know, to give you the tools to be able to have the best birth possible. When I look Mm. on earlier in my career, was I giving all that I could? No,
0: Mm.
1: no, I wasn't. Right. So are you, are you fully bringing and committing to giving your client all the tools, even if that means extra, you know, extra prenatals, um, or maybe, or maybe doing childbirth, you know, education, you know, or a more consistent basis as far as the classes, you know, it takes a little bit more effort, but I can release it at the end because I know I have done the best that I could.
0: Mm,
2: Sure. I think, you know, a a big part of that lesson for me, Pense, was also being accepting of the family, the woman's personal choice. Yes, yes. That was always a really challenging part for me, not understanding why somebody would prefer to just have a repeat C-section when they're a good candidate for a trial of labor Mm -hmm. or... Wanting to have an unnecessary, not medically indicated induction of labor, or wanting to immediately have an epidural to numb things before they even started. Even breastfeeding, like, I could not wrap my mind on why would you not just want to nurse your baby for three years? Like, why would you not want to do that? I always feel like I was able to be a good actress during some of that, but I am sure, I am sure, you know, of my cockiness, of my, the, the people, the women I serve, they were aware that I probably felt differently. Mm-hmm. It took me a very long time to be accepting of those things. And thankfully I am at the point where and it's not just me saying, okay, Angel, you need to accept these things, but truly feeling, mm-hmm. genuinely feeling like it is whatever she wants to do. That's it is game. whatever her choices yeah. are. And I 100% support it wholeheartedly, and I will fight for her mm-hmm. to get what she wants. And yeah. I will fight for her if she is so terrified of having a vaginal birth that she wants a primary C-section mm-hmm. as long as she knows what all of those risks are. And guess what? I will first assist That's in that right. C-section and I will be there with her through the yes. end of it. And yes. it, it, it has taken me, you know, it, it, probably only in the last year where I have not felt like I have as a as a midwife mm-hmm. when the birth does not go the way mm-hmm. we all anticipated and hoped for. Because I realize that I do not have control. Mm -hmm. Um, All I can do is my very best. The universe has a plan and there is a reason why things happen the way they do, even when I don't like it. And I no longer feel guilt about those things, you know, Um, Mm I, but again, it has only been in the last year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that I have been like, you know what? No, Angela, you, you don't, how dare I even feel that I can control the thing that happens. How dare I? All I can do is my very best with the knowledge I have and with the Mm -hmm. information that's in front of me.
0: Thanks for tuning in. We love to talk birth and would love to talk about it with you. Please join the conversation by finding us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We're your birth partners on all platforms. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and we would love to hear from you about how you are tempering your expectations around birth, how you are letting birth just be, and how you continue to inspire and be inspired by the act of birth. Till next time.